Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. Today, we have a really interesting show on DNA and DNA testing and testing your genetics and why that's so important because it's there are so many different factors that play out when, when it comes to the diet you should choose, lifestyle factors that you should choose, the exercise that you should be doing, supplements you shouldn't or shouldn't be ta taking. And that even includes detoxification. Like what are your detox genetics? What can you take glutathione or not? Um, there's a lot of questions that are answered for you when you do DNA testing. And so today we have the founder of The DNA Company. His name is uh, Kashif Khan, and he's the chief executive officer and founder of The DNA Company. And this is a great interview where we talk about um, so many different factors, like, so, you know, how how many DNA companies you can do testing, but they don't really give you very functional information. Like they may give you like a scientific explanation of what this gene does, but not really terribly useful information you can apply to your life. We talk about Kashif's story about, um, you know, how he healed his health and that of his, his niece and that of his mother as well. And that really fueled his drive to create the DNA company. I know you guys listening to this show are concerned about your body burden of toxins and, you know, want to do something about it. You're really motivated. And I created a quiz that you can take at heavymetalsquiz.com. Just takes a few minutes and you get your quiz results. And then you get a free video series about, you know, answering your most frequently asked questions about detoxification. So go take that at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, uh, Kashif Khan, he's the founder of the DNA company where personalized medicine is being pioneered through unique insights into the human genome. And with the largest study of its kind globally, the DNA company has developed a functional approach to genomic interpretation, overlaying environment, nutrition, and lifestyle on the genetic blueprint to create personalized and deterministic health outcomes. Uh, growing up in Vancouver, Canada in an immigrant household, uh, Kashif developed an industrious entrepreneurial spirit from a young age. And prior to his tenure at the DNA company, uh, Kashif advised a number of high growth startups in a variety of industries, including luxury retail, technology, finance, fine arts, healthcare, tourism, and real estate. And he participated in over $300 million in revenue in his own retail business prior to launching consulting services to help others thrive. So Kashif dived into the field of functional genomics as a CEO of the DNA company, and it was revealed that his neural wiring was actually genetically designed to be an entrepreneur. Um, however, his genes also revealed a particular sensitivity to pollutants. And so this inspired him to, to develop custom nutrient supplements to enhance his suboptimal detoxification pathway, enabling Kashif's body to deal with the pollutants and chemicals while reducing his long-term risk of illness. And now see, seeing his health from a new lens, Kashif dove further and started to see the genetic pathways that led to his own family's challenges and the opportunities to reverse chronic disease. And uh, he's since made it his mission to build the DNA company into a business that has an impact and whose success is measured not in dollars earned, but in lives improved. You can learn more about Kashif, his story, and get your DNA 
DNA tested at thednacompany.com slash Myers Detox. Uh, Kashyap, thanks so much for joining the show. Pleasure. Great to be here. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself and, and how you came to found the DNA testing company? Sure. So we, you know, I don't come from the industry and it's, it's interesting how we got here. And I find this, you ask anyone that's sort of functional medicine, healing, root cause medicine, they usually stumble upon it because of their own health struggles, you know, and there's a problem they have to solve and they solve it and like, wow, the world needs to know about this. And that's kind of how I got there, which was five years ago, I had five chronic conditions, you know, eczema, psoriasis, I had gut issues, depression, migraines, the migraines were horrible and really, really intense. Uh, and I couldn't work, I couldn't function. And so I was going from doctor to doctor, been given different pills, being told what these things are and how I manage them. And the one question I kept asking wasn't getting answered, which is why, you know, I've never been sick. And all of a sudden, five different things at the same time, I must be doing something wrong, eating something wrong, exposed to something wrong. And I couldn't get that answer. I couldn't even start the conversation. So that forced me to research myself and learn and become this like biomedical explorer, you know, going out there in the world and figuring out what's true and what's not true. Uh, and I learned after fast forwarding a few months that there was certain parts of my genetic code that were completely broken. And my, if I give you one example, my ability to detoxify in my gut, all of what comes along with our toxic food supply, when I'm sitting amongst my peers having lunch every day in downtown, which is what I did, I worked in the, in the, in the city, right? They were fine and I wasn't. My gut was missing key genetic instructions to block these toxins from entering my gut lining and causing dysbiotic state and causing inflammation. The, the big aha moment uh, was that there's a gene pathway that helps you clear inhalation-based toxins, things that you breathe. I was also not doing well there. And my office was sitting on top of a manufacturing company that was pumping pollutants into the airways day after day that after so many years of exposure, my body fell apart, but my business partner was fine because he has an extra copy of this gene that I'm missing. So that was the big aha moment to me. Like, why doesn't everybody know this? So I, I literally walked away from my business, started funding the research, built what we have. And now really I spend my days just speaking and teaching because I've learned so much about how this can sort of change lives. Yeah, it's just amazing when you really start looking at things, you start realizing how many different exposures that you have. Like it's yeah. crazy. You had a company that was, you know, the, you know, distributing so many toxins into the air and into your building. It's just in insane. And so talk to us just about anyone who's not familiar with it, like what what actually what actually are genetics and how they're controlling the body. Sure. So Every one of your 50 trillion cells that make up this body you walk around in has an instruction manual in it that tells that cell how to do all the jobs that it does. Now, certain cells read only certain pages. The heart cell reads the heart section, the liver cell reads it, and that's how you end up becoming those various organs and parts. So now that code, as much as it is incredibly perfect to allow us to be who we are, has some variability. And variability from spelling mistakes. So a job may be a little off all the way up to pages entirely missing where the job isn't even happening, right? So now these are innate foundational biological processes that you need to function every day 
you can all of a sudden start to understand why certain things are good for you and certain things are bad for you, why you should be a vegan, why you should be on the keto diet or why you shouldn't, you know, why you, when you work all like this, you recover, but your friends can't, why do you have a six pack and your friend doesn't, you know, so why are we different? So those lines of code that have that variability make us different. And therefore the choices that we make that either push us towards health or take us away from health are also different, you know, and, and that's what we've learned. So there's, decoding that code helps you understand how this body works. Yes. And so talk to us about some genes that are involved in detoxing heavy metals. You mentioned you were having trouble doing that. And, and I imagine the people, the, the more ill they are, the less their ability to detox and the more the toxins are impacting their health, say people that have complex chronic illness or have chronic fatigue, but then For you sure. have other people that can drink and smoke until they're a hundred, no problem. For sure. And, uh, you know, some grandmas will tell you their secret to success is smoking a pack of cigarettes every day, right? Maybe they're wired for it. They can have it. I'm not suggesting anyone do that, but we all have different capacities when it comes to detox. And so the, the other key thing here is that genetics, what you may have heard of, like anyone that's listening is this gene means this, this gene means that. That is an old way of understanding how to use this genetic code. Functional genomics, meaning Here's the systems that we already understand in the body. Now let's reverse engineer what genes drive the map versus one individual gene. The body doesn't work in these individual siloed interpretation. There's systems like your hormone system, the neurochemicals of your brain, there's flows to how we use these tools. So we have to first map that out. And the reason why I bring that up is because singular detox genes only tell you part of the story. So one part is, yeah, I don't, GSTP1, my lungs, how good of a filter, first line of defense do I have? When I breathe in all of the nonsense that's in today's air, how well do I prevent it from entering my bloodstream? Step one. Step two, GSTT1, now that it's gotten in, some of it's gotten in, how well do I clear it from the bloodstream and send it to the liver to clear and metabolize, right? So it's possible to have what's called a copy number variation for that particular gene, meaning that it's not just about a spelling mistake or error, but you might be missing it entirely. And a lot of people are. So that's stuff getting in. Now, now that it's in, what level of damage is it causing? So we have to look at the antioxidative pathways and how resilient your mitochondria is, how healthy are the cells, right? If your cells are flourishing, you may be that person that the detox inhalation isn't the it, it, it's, it's allowing stuff in, but you're coping with it, right? Your cells are resilient. They're strong, which just means that you're going to develop a much bigger chronic disease later on because you didn't get the pain early enough to stop, right? So it's not that it's one's good, one's bad. It's just a different problem. Then there's methylation. Okay, the, the toxins got in. My cells aren't there resilient, so I started to feel sick. How yeah, well and that that's the MTHFR that so many people yes. get concerned about. And they think that's the only gene really that impacts your ability to detox is it's it's very popular. A lot of people talk about it, but it's much more to it than just MTHFR. So more, yeah. And even just MTHFR is one piece of methylation, right? The reason why everyone says MTHFR is it's because it's the most sort of studied and published and nobody thinks functionally. So geneticists themselves say, if I can work on this gene, I fix the problem. No, you fixed one link in the chain, right? And I have this really great link and all the other links aren't working. How good is your chain? I think so, it's so hilarious when people go to their doctor and their doctor only tests MTHFR. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm like, that's not really giving you any information whatsoever, except maybe yeah. a little bit more folate, but it's just not really terribly helpful. It's not. And so that, that methylation cascade is, okay, MTHFR, folate, but there's also B9, B12. What version of B12? Sublingual under my tongue or in my gut. There's genes that d dictate all of those things, right? Did my ancestors de eat beef or did my ancestors eat sheep and lamb? Now I know what version of uh, the gene I have that determines what version of B12 I need. And you may be swallowing B12 pills and just peeing them out because you don't have the genes to metabolize them. So that entire cascade. And now that you're done with methylation, the last step is comps, this clearance protein. You may be told, hey, you have amazing MTHFR, you methylate great, go away, no problem, right? If your comp is slow, picture methylation is bringing all of the garbage to the door and then comp is the door. If it's closed, where's it going? You're still sick. You need to open up that door and the exit has to be working too. So if it goes back to what I've said is that you don't, if you don't understand the full cascade, how the body actually works and only look at independent genes, you're not going to be able to action it. You're going to go back to the old, same old, you got an 80% chance of Alzheimer's good luck versus how do I prevent it? And, and what are some of the main lifestyle factors that really can impact our genetics? As we know that, you know, environment is a gun and genetics are, yeah. it's like genetics are the gun and environment's the bullet, like just the, the gun itself, just having genetics or a certain genetic predisposition doesn't mean it's going to express. And I think this is where people get confused about genetic testing and that, you know, some of these genes have to have to express or, you know, uh, epigenetics, yes. so to speak. Sure. So it, unless it's a genetic condition, right, that you're born with it, you do not have to have it. So what we're saying is if you are wired and your genome is pointing to Alzheimer's, it's still a choice. It's not prescriptive. Now, something like sickle cell syndrome, it's a genetic condition. You have it and you already know you have it, right? It, it, there's a gene treatment that maybe one day may exist to turn that gene off and then you don't have it anymore. Until then, you have it diabetes, cardiovascular disease, you know, Alzheimer's, all the big ones, the big chronic diseases, which is the majority of healthcare do not have to happen if you understand why they happen. And they're all rooted in inflammation, right? 14 of the 15 top killers are based in inflammation. And unfortunately, the other one of the 15 is just medical error, right? Doctors making mistakes. So still rooted in inflammation because you have to get there in the first place, right? So what we're saying is the genome will, will help you prioritize here's the job that my body doesn't do well. I now know that if I eat like this, breathe like this, exercise like this, I might get breast cancer, me specifically. But if I eat like this, exercise like this, et cetera, I won't. And, and it, it sounds oversimplified, but it is. And let me paint a picture for you as an example. So if we think about the number one killer, cardiovascular disease, uh, and we think, oh, it's in my family right? There's cardiovascular disease in my family. So what is actually in your family? There's a gene called 9P21 that determines how robust your arterial walls are. So keep in mind, most cardiovascular disease doesn't happen in the heart. It happens in the arteries, calcification, plaque, you know, uh, cholesterolemia, it's all in the arteries. So the inner lining is called the endothelium. That's where the blood actually touches and flows through, right? We can determine with your genes, what quality of hardware do you have? Are you that grandma, like we said, smoking till 100, who has this resilient stainless steel endothelium that doesn't get inflamed, or is it paper thin? Now, park that because, again, you're born genetically with bad hardware, but you weren't born sick, right? It's not a prescription. 
So let's park that. Now, why would you eventually get sick? Why is this a priority for you? If you, like me, have bad detox pathways and had the wrong epigenetic input of taking in too many toxins, you now have the free radical activity to cause the inflammation here, right? If you have bad mitochondrial function and you go around on a treadmill every day and you don't have the ability to clear the oxidation that you're causing of using all that oxygen, then you have oxidative stress. You have oxidative activity in the blood, which is another free radical causing inflammation. So the running on the treadmill for your heart might be the thing that gives you heart disease for some people, right? Now, why does it lead to a disease? Once this gets inflamed from your epigenetic choices, that trigger pull that you were talking about, your body will actually deploy cholesterol here to mitigate the inflammation and reduce it. And like a Vaseline, smooth things out. And when that cholesterol meets the toxicity, it oxidizes and hardens and you get the beginning of the thing that we label as a disease, cholesterolemia, the plaque buildup. And then you start to take a pill for that. When really the truth was, I have bad hardware. I can determine that genetically when I'm five years old. My genes don't change. I now know that these choices will cause me the inflammation that leads to the disease. And these choices will keep me away from the inflammation and I will never have the disease. It becomes a choice. Yeah. And this is like such important information for people to arm themselves with not, and so many people will just wait until they have a diagnosis. And yeah. this is one thing that this is why I do this podcast. You know, my father died of, you know, uh, you know, heart disease and atherosclerosis and diabetes and cancer and just all these things combined and all the medications thrown on top of that, the toxicity from the medications and the side effects. And so this is one thing I'm trying to do is arm people with this knowledge that they can can, they can very easily get with doing this DNA test to just kind of, you know, make better choices. And it's a motivator. It's a very strong motivator to make better choices. If you don't want to do it for yourself, you know, you can see the results of the test and, uh, you know, make smart choices, not things that yeah. there's a lot of people like, well, don't, you know, will not eat gluten or they'll, you know, whatever their, their choices are. And they may not have to do that. They may not have to kind of suffer that if they just do some testing and figure out what it is they need to do for themselves. Yeah, that's exactly it. You, you, you're making the first choice of, I'm going to make an effort to be healthy. I want to add 10 years to my life. I don't want to spend the last 15 years of my life in treatment, which is the American average now, unfortunately. You know, the first chronic disease starts at 55, second one at 65, in the last 15 years in, treat in treatment. That's what's going on right now. So that all is a choice. So the first choice is I want to do some work. So what? what's the work? What are you going to do? You're going to go start a keto diet? Are you going to start training? Are you going to clean up your environment? How do you know what to prioritize? How do you know what your kryptonite is? Right. So your genes will tell you that. Um, and, and so all of a sudden you can have this personalized plan. It's hard to do everything. That's the other challenge. It's hard to make a change when it's not easy. When you're listening to every podcast and when you're listening to every YouTube show and you're reading every book, where do I start? How do I do all this stuff? If you could pick those three, four habits that have super impact because they are your kryptonite, they are truly your red flag. Those are the things that are going to get you to the problem land instead of the promised land, right? Focus there and it becomes so much easier and takes so much less of your time. It is very difficult to figure out what to eat. And you read all these diets and people talk about the diet that worked for them, but they might, yeah. that may not be the diet that worked for you. 
you know? So, I mean, I started out with doing the, the China, the, you know, the China study and doing vegetarian. And then I got a hold of the Atkins and then I did this and that, and now I'm settled on, you know, a good, a modern paleo type diet, which is, you know, works for me, but it may not work for somebody else. Um, so can we, can you talk more about that, about diets and exercise and what works better for other people? I literally was just dealing with a clinician who, um, is an oncologist who has been having hormone problem problems herself and she can't figure out what's going on. So she called, she uses our testing in her practice and uh, she herself is struggling. So we tried to reverse engineer, like when did this, when did the pain start her problems? And it came back to the day that she decided to become vegan, right? And I'm not saying that vegan works for nobody. I'm saying it doesn't work for many of the people we see. So there's genes that, produce the enzymes to break down your chickpeas, beans, lentils, legumes, right? She had the worst version of those genes. So the, her primary protein sources, she wasn't able to metabolize and she was constantly bloated, gut was dysbiotic. And once you get into a dysbiotic gut state, everything else starts to fall apart. You know, for two years, if you're eating the wrong food and causing your gut that level of stress, you're just gonna start to feel horrible head to toe. And her mood was off. Well, your mood is directly related to your gut health. Right? There's no surprise her mood was off. So she got herself to the point of leaky gut and you know inflammatory state. The healing took a few weeks. Like when we got her into the right place, your body is resilient and will, will, will recover if you start giving it what it actually needs. So one simple example, the opposite is also true. There's a professional athlete we were working with who started to struggle. Um, and we, we realized that two months prior to, he started a keto diet. And he felt amazing in the first few weeks. Anyone that gets into keto, you start using fat as fuel, your ketones start firing your brain and you feel so sharp. There's a gene called AP, APOA2 that is a key contributor to how well you metabolize fats. And he had the worst version of that gene. He also had the worst version of the TCF7L2 gene, which is your driver for your insulin response. And ultimately, what do we do with our proteins is we turn them into glucose when you have too much, right? And so it as, as little as we we talk about this, it also drives an insulin response, especially if you're not eating any sugar, right? So he was on this insulin roller coaster. And this is true, by the way, more so for Eastern ethnicities than it is for Western, the insulin response from fats and proteins. Um, there's some genetic anomaly going on there, right? And so we, we found that struggle point. He didn't have a mood issue, an energy issue, that's not what that wasn't the problem. It was a diet issue. And again, the fix within a couple of weeks, he was back on his feet feeling amazing. And he did switch to somewhat more of a paleo style diet, right? Um, so we can get hyper personalized about that. Uh, and when it comes to training, um, specifically with women, it's a, there's a lot more precision needed because the hormone cascade has so much more variability during the month, this, this cycle, right? Men have a daily cascade every day, make them some testosterone and get rid of it, right? Sometimes it goes down the estrogen pathway. It, it's much more uh, complex if, as you go day to day. And so we have to work with women to show them, first of all, their hormone dominance. Are you more estrogen dominant? Are you more androgen dominant? Or somewhere in the middle? Some people are co-dominant. They make both at too high of a degree. Are you also estrogen toxic? Do you make a toxic metabolite from your estrogens that may be inflammatory in nature? In which case, there are certain weeks in the month where you shouldn't be doing any heavy lifting. Your tendons and your joints are going to be brittle. That's where injury happens. 
So we worked with a lot of Olympic athletes, specifically female Olympic athletes for the U.S. Olympic team. And we found that their injuries kept happening during this time when their estrogens were being metabolized into what are called 4 and 16 hydroxyestrogen. And the women that were fast in those pathways were much more likely to get injuries. So we had to change their training routine. It was more of a monthly schedule as opposed to a weekly schedule. Right. So by detoxing toxic estrogens, can you kind of improve the elasticity of your muscles and reduce? In a huge way. Yeah. Really? I, I'm having a big problem with that right now. Because yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've done Dutch testing and found that I do produce a lot of the toxic estrogens, and right. and I do I have problems with like muscle tension and pulling muscles really easily and thwarting my weight loss efforts, and it's super frustrating. Yeah. So toxins are a big challenge for weight loss efforts, and for training and for recovery, and women have to struggle with this toxic internal toxin that men typically don't. There's some men that are estrogen dominant, but even then the numbers are nowhere near the same, right? So, and I can't tell you how many women we see that are being treated for everything that's external, because that's what we assume, I'm doing something wrong. It's more like, no, you make this toxin, plus you're on the birth control pill. So you're fueling that estrogen pathway, or you don't understand hormone disruption and your Teflon coated frying pan and the plastic and the phthalates and everything else that's causing that estrogen to be elevated in numbers. So um, yeah, big endemic type problem right? we see right now. It's in the water, in the air, it's everywhere, right? Estrogen mimics. So certainly the women that we see that have the four or 16 hydroxyestrogen genes expressing high, we dive deep into the detox pathways. And we, again, going back to the thing I said earlier, what do you prioritize? Are you slowing down the estrogens? Are you slowing down the estrogen toxicity? Or are you bumping up the detox pathways. Well, that decision is made once you look at the genes and understand what job's not happening well, right? And you fix that job. Makes sense. Well, I'm doing a bioenergetic program right now to balance my hormones. Cool. <laughs> it's a, a device called a MyHull. So I'm like, hmm, maybe a good time to do that program <laughs> while yeah, I'm yeah, podcasting. I'm <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, energy levels. So a lot of your ability to produce energy can be based on your genetics. What's what's going on there and what can, you know, push some people to have a high levels of energy or even the opposite spectrum of chronic fatigue? Yeah. So when it comes to energy, there's the science, the genetics, and then there's all of what we're learning about the miracle of this human body that go beyond just energy as we, this, this sort of unsophisticated way we think about it. You know, it's, it's also emotion. It's also grounding. It's also what really is energy? Where do we get it from? Why do we have it? How do we get it? So we've, we've, we've dove much deeper into the solution side and I'll give you some examples. So there's some people, the first thing we do with anyone we're working with, if it's clinical is map out their brain, because if we don't first understand how they think and perceive the world, and if they don't understand how they think and perceive the world, it's very hard to fix things. Cause if I tell you, go do this. How do, what does that mean to you? Does that mean you're going to do it until you burn out and quit? Does it mean you're only going to do it when I call you in the last minute, you're going to pretend you did it on time, right? Like, who are you on up here? So we've mapped out mood and behavior to a T to the point where if I have your DNA, I don't ever need to speak to you to understand your personality to a T. I know if you burn out, procrastinate, if you're more reward seeking and entrepreneurial, if you're more risk adverse, are you a drama queen? 
Are you highly irritable? These things are all genetically driven and they're contextually based. Am I in my sweet spot of what I'm designed for? Or I'm in the wrong place, which is going to cause more of a burden to me, right? So everything that is a problem, anxiety, depression, addiction, are also your superpowers if you were in the right context. And I can get into details here if we need to. But that's the first place we start because how you're experiencing the world has a major impact on how energetic you feel. Because energy is not just the level, it's the motivation, the desire, right? The alignment, the alignment between what you want and what you're doing. Right. Being in your sweet spot, there's a very different energy level than being in the absolute worst place that you don't want to be. Right. So that's step one. Then we get straight to the science, which is mitochondrial health. How well do your cells function? Right. If, and if your mitochondria is off, we need to intervene there because that's where you make your energy. Right. That's where you actually, the ATP, the little batteries that power everything. If you're not doing that well, we need to clean that up. And it's everything from breath work to supplementation to breathing, like breath holding, uh, to what kind of training, to sauna. There's a lot of things we can do to fix that if we know exactly what's wrong. Another layer to energy is your relationship with this planet, right? What does your day look like? When do you wake up? What are your vitamin D levels? How much sunshine? Uh, the vitamin D cascade is the most complex of all the micronutrients. Because keep in mind, our DNA is assuming that we're still cavemen and women, right? It doesn't know that there's towers and 5G, uh, you know, Wi-Fi. It doesn't know that that stuff exists. It thinks we still live in a cave because that's the DNA we have. It hasn't changed. And so when it comes to our habits, we are designed for those habits of walk out of my cave and be outdoors for 12 hours until I kill an animal and bring it back to the family to eat it, right? So... Our vitamin D cascade looks like this. There's a gene that takes D2 from the sun and converts it to D3, step one. There's another gene that transports it to the cell where you actually use it, step two. There's another gene that then binds it and actually utilize it, step three. Most of us aren't doing well because if you overload on vitamin D, it's actually toxic. And so our bodies are de designed to mitigate the overdose of sunlight that our ancestors used to get. Now we have that cascade, that genetic cascade, sitting on a Zoom call indoors, and we may not see the sunlight today, right? And we, we may forget to take our vitamin D. So we're in the wrong context based on our wiring. And this is where we see a lot of what we think is energy has to do with vitamin D management. And the vitamin D management is not just take your vitamin D, but some people that don't transport or bind might need to split the dose. They might need to take it two or three times a day because if I give you five, 10,000 IU because you don't metabolize it well genetically, if you don't transport and bind it, you're not using it either, you're, right? You're, 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 you're storing it in fat. So we can get very specific on how and where to intervene. Um, the last one I'll say is, uh, we were talking about relationship with the earth. So we're not grounding, we're not touching the earth and we're not, the bioenergetics you're talking about, we're not being fed, you know, the frequency that we, that our ancestors, we don't, we don't hear water. We don't hear leaves rustling in the wind through trees. All of that is frequency. All of that is energy. We are indoors and we listen to, you know, Chris Hemsworth on, on Netflix, right? So it's a very different frequency. So if you're not doing that type of activity, you need to, right? The evening walk, you know, all that stuff. And we can determine again, genetically for whom that's more of a priority and for who it isn't. There's certain people where it's a must, 
you won't sleep properly if you don't do this. For some people, it's more an optimization thing. So I can go on and on and on, but there's other layers to this that go beyond just like the innate, how do I feel? Like, do I need a coffee or not? There's so much more to it than that if you look at it, the genetics of it. Yeah, I think people don't realize how important grounding is. Like your yeah. own circadian rhythm management, like you're just, your body is just not going to work right if you're not yeah. properly grounded. Very, very, very simple things, easily solvable problems have a huge domino effect on our health. Um, and so what are some of the key factors uh, that turn on and off genes the most? So a lot of the functional genes we look at don't have a, a ma major swing when it comes to expression. They all express at different levels, right? But some of these are really sort of um, prescriptive in terms of you're going to feel like this, right? And there's very little you can do to change it. It's more like replace. So if you, for example, don't do a detox job because you're missing the gene, you don't even have the gene. So there's nothing you can do about expression management. It doesn't exist. So there's two options. And there's two dials you turn. Remove the things that are the threats. You have to learn what is bad for you and get rid of it. Or add and supplement to do the job because your body doesn't do it. So in my example of missing some key detox genes, so I have to remove the pollutants, chemicals, toxins, chemical, uh, everything that, was, that I was breathing in and eating, right? <clears throat> and I have to start taking the right supplements that are precursors to glutathione, because keep in mind, I don't have the right glutathione genetics, so I can't instruct it properly. So when I take glutathione, I actually feel worse because I'm also losing all my minerals and my nutrients that I need. It's not being instructed genetically on what to do. So I take precursors like NAC, selenium, milk thistle, alpha lipoic acid, and I actually feel okay. But I have to do it ongoing, regular. It's like, stop training, you're gonna lose your muscle. Same thing with this detox, I don't do the job. Right. So those are the two dials you turn. Then there are genes that you can manage expression. Hormones is where that's really implicit. So, you know, if you do a Dutch test, for example, you can have a very different result determined determined on what you ate the day before. Like, did you have uh, three green broccoli smoothies, or did you have five steaks? Like, what did what did you have the day or the week before? So, yeah, hormone expression management. Um, this is why supplementing is so impactful when it comes to the hormone pathways and things like BIM and sulforaphane. And there's supplements that are known that, that women can use to manage hormones um, because they speed up and slow down genes so aggressively. They're very impactful. So there's certain areas where we can rely on gene expression and there's certain areas where we truly just have to replace and supplement as opposed to express the gene differently. Uh, really, really interesting. There's just, there's so much possibility in oh, yeah. figuring out exactly what you need to do and not waste your time on when you do genetic testing. So tell us about your your company. Tell us about your genetic testing at the DNA company and what that looks like. How do, how do people go about doing that? Yes, yeah, so we, we actually never intended to be having conversations like this where we offer tests. We are a research company. Right. We do offer tests. We'll talk about that. But what happened was I was sick. I healed myself. I healed my mom. I healed my niece who had anxiety and ran away from home because of her mood issues, which she doesn't have anymore. You know, and then I started to heal my friends. And I truly, at the time, I ran a, a PR and marketing company. So I used to help technology startups grow. That was what I did. And I walked away when I realized like, this is my legacy, I found that this is the reason I was put on this planet because somebody had to come from outside the industry and not be the scientist and not be the clinician 
and see what the consumer needed. Here's what I wish this looked like. If I on day one, it actually worked for me. And so I went and started building it and I handed the keys to my other business, to my partner and said, here you go. Good luck. You can keep whatever I own and I'm going to go do this now. Uh, and so we built it. And so we started off as a research company, which is the genome need to, needs to be interpreted differently. And I'm going to be the person that works with scientists and clinicians to make sure it is interpreted differently. And so we built that functional interpretation versus the gene by gene. Here's what your genes mean, which doesn't really drive the needle. We then started working with other clinics and healthcare companies to help them do a better job. And it wasn't until my niece had this episode where she ran away from home after her third bout with an anxiety crash that I opened up her genomic manual because I had it. And I realized she didn't have an anxiety issue. She had a hormone issue. She had a hormone dominance issue and she had a vitamin D issue. She was the worst possible metabolizer, transporter and binder. And during peak COVID in Toronto in the winter, she hadn't been outside in five months. So she got zero vitamin D and she already, the, the slim to none amount she got, she doesn't metabolize properly anyway. So that hormone variability that she had was just highly exaggerated because this key secondary hormone that manages mood was missing. And her ability to actually bind dopamine and experience pleasure was the absolute minimum possible. So the receptors in the brain, DRD2 is a gene that determines how dense these receptors are. She has the minimal possible density. So she can't feel pleasure like her peers. So it was a it was a perfect storm to create this anxiety response. What was going to go on was give her an anxiety pill. We're diagnosing this thing. No, we gave her high-dose vitamin D and L-theanine, and she has not had anxiety since that time. And it's been two years, right? She would probably still be on a pill today. So that's the day that I truly realized that everybody needs this. And I have to build something that allows people to access it. So we we built a completely new portal and report set of reports that wasn't about a PhD reading data and working with some other scientists. It was more like I can log in and this looks like Netflix and I can read things that I understand. Right. And there's AI feeding into everything. So I don't even need a scientist or a doctor to talk to me. That's what we now built. And that's what I wished I had on day one when I started my journey, right? Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of what, sorry, I went on a long rant to answer your question. It was a very long answer, but uh, that's really how, what got us to where we are. Yeah, and I think that, you know, so many people that have done genetic testing, they get the results and it's this kind of scientific explanation of what this gene does. And it's not looking at patterns of genes and how these, you know, there are certain patterns you need to look at to glean certain information. And it's just kind of the information just kind of like lost on you, yeah. uh, on the, a lot of people. It's not terribly functional. And that's really not what anyone needs. I don't really need to know my gene results. I need to know what's wrong and how do I fix it? If it's, and if it's not that simple, whoever's providing it to me didn't do their job, right? What's wrong? How do I fix it? By the way, I need to know there's some science behind this, but I don't need to understand the science. That's And that's what I wished I had, right? Go do this and you're going to feel great. Go do this and you're going to feel horrible. That's where I'm now at. I now am the healthiest I've ever been and the best fitness level I've ever been my biological age. So when we started this journey, I was 38 years old and my biological age, since I was doing all this stuff, I started using all these tools. My biological age was tested as 43. So I was five years older, which was no surprise, crazy inflammation, five chronic conditions, right? I now actually am 43 
and my biological age is 33. So not only have I healed myself with these chronic conditions, I've gone back in time. I built a time machine and I now, and I feel better than I did when I was 38 at 43 in every measure possible energy, the way I sleep, everything is better. Right. So uh, it's not only about preventing, it's also about reversing. You can go back. I think a lot of people listening to this podcast are fairly advanced in their health journey and they're looking at detox and bioenergetics to, to address their health issues. But the knowledge for many people is very hard one. Like there's a lot of trial and error, trying oh. a lot of different diets, trying a lot of different supplements, different ways to detox their body and uh, a lot of money and energy and time wasted. And, and yeah. a lot of reactions too, a lot of negative reactions or weight gain or whatever going on uh, when you try things that don't work for your body. So much easier to take a, a shortcut and really look at, you know, what's, what's you really need to be doing. So you have a discount for our audience. You have a 10% discount. If you guys want to try uh, DNA testing at the DNA company. So just go to the DNA company.com slash Myers detox, M Y E R S. D-E-T-O-X, to get your 10% off. And um, yeah, and you get 38 health reports uh, with this. And uh, you also, you said you have AI learning as well, or AI uh, interaction if people have questions. There's the reports, which allow you to dive into problems, looking up things like anxiety and vitamin D, like we talked about, and hormones. Then some people still want the experience of, oh, I want a doctor to interpret this for me. So we built an AI and what we call it is GeneCast. So it's like a personalized podcast for you where you can go listen to this AI it, it, describing your genes to you. You have this version of this gene and this is what the gene does. And you might behave like this and you might feel like this, right? The other thing that happened is we um, we had a book come out last week um, and this was never an intention, but it was kind of like, again, when my niece's story happened, I realized how much people needed to know that the world just doesn't know, right? And how much this just needs to be in everybody's toolkit. So right at the time, serendipitously, we a publisher came to us and said, hey, you guys have some amazing stuff that the world needs to know. Can you write a book? And so that was painful. You know, it was me <laughs> up at night for a year after trying to do my day job of running and building this company, uh, writing this book. And so it's called The DNA Way, and it just came out literally last week. Uh, it's everywhere, but... Um, the reason I bring it up is because some people want to learn more and understand how their body works. The testing is going to get you there. It's that hack. It's that shortcut. It's here's your human instruction manual. Never make the wrong choice again. That's yeah. kind of what we're saying. Anyone that's like, I just need to know more. I would say, read the book and you're going to be blown. Your mind's going to be blown in terms of what's possible. Yeah. You know what is just still so shocking to me is the the level of information we have at our fingertips in doing you know doing our DNA testing and getting the information we need to make better choices with our diet and supplementation and lifestyle exercise etc and still doctors are just guessing at yeah. what's going on and just arbitrarily prescribing a medication just to uh, cover up and ameliorate symptoms and it's just, it still just shocks me so much that uh, so many tools are not being utilized to very, very easily correct symptoms, very simply. That's, I mean, we need another hour just to talk about that because what's going on is we have a $4 trillion healthcare industry, 90% 
this is not an estimation. This is what the CDC is saying. 90% is spent on chronic disease, none of which we need to have. So we're talking about a $3.6 trillion industry that doesn't need to exist. Very difficult to explain to that industry that we now have tools to explain why people don't need their products, right? That's ultimately what we're saying is I should be able to go to the doctor and know exactly what choices to make to never be sick. That is 90% of healthcare today. And this is, you know, without going too far, that's your answer. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's no money in, you know, telling people <laughs> to eat broccoli <laughs> or to <laughs> weight, lift weights instead of walking or what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right there with you. But uh, so, so everyone, if you want to get a uh, 10% off uh, the DNA company testing, just go to the DNA company.com T H E D N A C O M P A N Y.com slash Myers detox. And uh, you know, very much worth your while, worth your time. Is there anything else that you want to, any other words or, you know, parting thoughts that you want to give to the audience? No, I just, for me, I'm truly inspired that I now understand that chronic disease is a choice, right? And I, and I had this anxiousness about me wanting to scream it out to everybody, right? <laughs> because I've seen the impact and I appreciate the work that people like you are doing to educate and show people what's possible. This is a big reason, by the way, why, people can be healthy because people like you exist that are, we didn't have these platforms a few years ago, right? It wasn't possible. So now access to information is direct. There's no, there's no ivory tower conduit that's filtering things for you. You can go straight to the person that healed themselves and ask them how it happened. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And just understand chronic disease is optional. It is truly optional. The pace at which you age is a decision that you make. You're going to age. How fast does it happen? That's a decision. Your energy levels, your quality of your sleep, your libido, your hair, your skin, all of the problems that could be happening there are optional. If you weren't born with it, you don't have it. And this has been proven scientifically. You just need to now sort of understand how you do this for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, I think it's also really fascinating that you have all these detox genetics that you can look at yeah. to help optimize uh, how you're detoxing and what's going to work for you and what's not, you know, not going to work for you. And, you know, cause a lot of people are taking different detox supplements and feeling worse. And, you know, I've known many people that get glutathione IVs and it just, just knocks them out. Like you mentioned, you, you know, there's genetics uh, involved in that. And so just a lot of really good information to be gleaned, especially to, you know, upgrade your detox, upgrade your health as well. For sure. Yeah. So, so th thank you for coming on the show and uh, everyone. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for joining us for the Myers Detox podcast, where I love bringing you ex experts from around the world to help you upgrade your health because you deserve to feel good. The Myers Detox podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.